Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spice Complex. I got bit by the travel bug back in 2017. Since then, I've had the privilege to be. I've had the privilege to be able to travel far and often. Today, with Gaoshi Saba and your boy Suj, we're talking all things travel. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Suj? What's going on, pal? We haven't done this in a couple of weeks. We have not. Yeah, it's been a minute. I missed you. I missed you too. Yeah. It's been a busy time of the year. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad that we're back at it though. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping that the, you know, the the listeners uh, are excited to have us back too. So let's talk about travel, bro. You this is okay. This is like your favorite thing to do besides music, I feel like. Yeah, I love to travel. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy traveling. What was your first trip that you can remember ever? Aside from like your trip to Canada, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that's a trip. I think it was more of uh, a move. A, a migration. <laughs> migration, <right>? yeah. <laughs> um, outside of that, I think the only early memory of travel I have is with my parents, like on road trips, right? I think that's where we all started. Like Montreal was a great destination to go with your family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. My family and yours loved going to Montreal. Montreal. We, we did Montreal. Church often. temples there. And we have family there as well. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's my earliest memories. I, I remember we used to like load up our, uh, not ours, but we used to rent out buses yeah. And the, there'd be huge crowds. Yeah, mass 15-seaters and whatnot. Yeah, yeah that, good times. And then we'd stop in Cornwall for uh, a pit stop, and uh, the mothers would all, like, pack, like, a neat little meal yeah, that yeah. they would share amongst us. Yeah, exactly. We were young then, yeah, super young. super young. Yeah, no, definitely remember those trips. Those are definitely fun trips. Um, I love how, like you said, there was definitely prepared meals. Yeah. Like there, there was no going through drive throughs or going to the uh, en route uh, uh, Burger King or whatever. No, yeah. There was none of that. No, no, no. There was prepared meals. Everybody had something to eat. It For was sure. Good, man. I love that. Your, uh, your mom's signature was always uh, chili chicken. Mm. And my mom's signature was always uh, lemon rice and potato curry. Oh, man. Those are killer on road trips. Yo, sometimes, like, I kind of miss having, like, that kind of a road trip these days. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Like Our style's a little different now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what was the first trip that you remember taking without your parents? Um, I definitely did, uh, a trip to Vancouver without my parents. I've done like Montreal without my parents. Right. Um, I've gone like camping numerous times without my parents. Oh definitely. yes, we have. Yes, we have. <laughs> Those camping trips are legendary. Um, uh, I would have to say, yeah, probably traveling to Vancouver without my parents was, yeah. uh, probably one of my first trips. I like to fly alone. Yeah. Um, I actually had the opportunity when I was like 15 to go to Sri Lanka alone. Really? Yeah. Me and one of our cousins, we were both 15. We had to finish an exam or whatever, and we ended up flying together. Wow. Yeah. Our, our parents trusted you two to yeah. be alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let crazy. alone on a flight? Yeah, right. Wow. Gutsy. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, got there, um, 
that was a phenomenal trip as well. I remember my first tip, trip back home. Yeah. One of my favorite trips of all time too. Stayed with family, I assume? Yeah, yeah. Like I was 15 at the time. So right. like for me, um, it was more about like, holy shit, I'm in a whole new environment and these are my people. So yeah. it was like, it was a kind of flashback to reality kind of thing. How was that trip in terms of developing independence and like learning to travel? Um, I think that's where I got kind of my um, ability to like navigate like adult situations as a like a right. youngster. Just like being able to like ask for an extra meal just because I'm hungry or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or um, finding out where the next um, gate is and stuff like that. I just had to do it right for sure and there was nobody around to kind of like baby me and be like oh we're going here now let's go right and as a 15 year old you can't talk to strangers like older strangers be like no i gotta go to the gate i gotta go to the security yeah Yeah. exactly so for me it was definitely scary (laughs) as a 15 year old you're definitely scared a little bit right but um it was definitely exciting and experience for me. And I was you, like me, my personality, I'm definitely excited and kind of the person that's kind of like uh, just going at it head first. So, and with my size, I guess I, I, I come off as a little bit of an older person um, uh, at that age. No, <laughs> I don't know who told you that, but maybe. Uh, uh, I got away with quite a bit. That's <laughs> a whole bunch of bogusness. But while uh, I was there in Sri Lanka, I got to like do certain things like buy firecrackers without the adults knowing and like light firecrackers and stuff like that. Like Firecrackers back home aren't the same firecrackers that's here. No, those are so much deadly. more lit yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. They have they're way loud. more. Yeah, they're loud. Yeah. And there's just way more cool firecrackers yeah. back home, man. For sure. Um, but yeah, like as a kid, like 15 year old kid, like that was what was fun for me in that travel experience, right? So is that when you kind of got the travel bug and things yeah. kind of popped off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what gave me the curiosity of, okay, yo, where, like, how, how can I experience life in other places yeah i think that's the idea behind travel for me i will say i think that trip translated into how you travel now because random times i'll message you and you're like oh yeah i'm in cuba by myself like (laughs) when why who yeah man sometimes you just gotta do those things for yourself it's called self-care you know buddy 72 hour notice okay (laughs) you can't just go m.i.a uh, you've done that too, man. There's times where I just randomly hit you up and you're like, I'm in another state. <laughs> well, that that's also because it's usually f- used to be for work. Now it's just grounded. Yeah. So, but it is nice to be able to travel for work once in a while. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your earliest memory of traveling like without your parents? The earliest I got to travel was in 2017 when without your parents yeah really yeah until then it was always with them really where'd you go sri lanka without them oh without without the parents um it's with your brother 
Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we went to uh, Panama and Costa Rica. So I, at the time, I was watching a travel documentary by somebody named Carl Watson. Right. Guy from the UK. And he essentially did like an HK to NY, so Hong Kong to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in a year. So okay. he just like, he was a freelance videographer, photographer mm. who just saved up money, took time off and took off. So I was kind of following this trip. And then they got to Panama. Mm-hmm. And all the footage you see is literally out of like Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. And I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, yeah. So in my head, I see this footage. In the back of my head, the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song's playing. Yeah. And like the the Tiesto mix is playing. And then I'm like, hey, I can run like Jack Sparrow and I can totally pull off this trip. And so I remember talking to your brother and I was like, hey, do you want to go away? I think he, this was after his first solo trip mm. without his, without the parents. Right. Was this um, shortly after your graduation? I think. Yes. Right. Yes. Right, 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 right. right. And um, so we end up, we end up going to Panama and we spend time just, Panama city is very like, very North American. Mm-hmm. So there isn't much to do there, but, we just kind of spend time going through the Panama Canal and kind of hanging out. Right. And Panama's then we, a beautiful city, though. It is. I really think so. I really love how the causeway runs over the water and right into the city. It's a beautiful place. Surrounded by water. Great food. Yeah. 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 Great seafood. If you guys yes. like seafood, yeah, seafood. Food is really good spot. there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had people. Had, yeah. Um, the, the climate is amazing. It's like... How do I say? It's like Miami on an island. Is that the best way to put it? It's but like with, Miami, but with a better vibe. Better culture. Yeah. Like yeah. a different culture. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. More island culture. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to Panama, Panama City, and then we did San Blas Islands. So you've come to San Blas Island with me. I've done San Blas with you. It is one of the most beautiful places in the world. San Blas is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you get there, you end up kind of getting boated out from the mainland uh, to the islands where you live with Kunayala native folks. Yep. Yeah. And yep. Uh, they are the happiest people I've ever met in my entire life. You sleep like them, you eat like them, you play like them, everything. You, yeah. Everything. And it's, it's an experience. If you get the opportunity to do it, it's a trip of a lifetime for sure. Um, it, it'll definitely give you perspective on how, what it is to be a human. I think, um, definitely take that trip. It's a how trip. little it takes to be happy. Is yeah. What I've learned from them. Yeah. It's not even about like how little it takes to be happy. It's just how much they protect what they have for sure is and how, how much they protect that happiness. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That little happiness that they do have. That to me is beautiful. For sure. Right. And they took care of us like kings while we were there. Ooh. Oh man. It was amazing. Uh, especially the gentleman. I forget his name now. Um, is it Jefferson? Yeah. Jefferson? 
No, I don't think that's his name. Jameson? No, but you're on the right track. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's the second time when I went with you that I saw him. I have pictures of him from the 2017 right. trip. Great human being. Uh, anytime we asked him to go get like firewood, he would send his son and his son would like go to other islands, just pick up like dry wood and bring it back. Yeah. yeah Super yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, dude. Um, but yeah, so that trip, we went to Panama and then after that we went to Costa Rica. Costa Rica is honestly where I'm going to end up dying. Why? It is the most beautiful country I've ever been to. That's what I've heard, man. The vibe there. So we went to Puerto Viejo on okay. the Caribbean side. Okay. The people are so down to earth and like their motto is Pura Vida, which is essentially like pure life. Okay. And they try to live by that day in and day out. And so people are just relaxed. It's not the North American culture that I was used to. And so it was a big culture shock. Right. But culture shock in a really good way. Like I really loved it. Really? Yeah. Um, that That's also where your, uh, your brother got food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that picture comes from, man. Eh? Yeah. Where he's like a zombie. So to our listeners, we, Vinny and I get to Costa Rica. By the way, when you cross the Panama-Costa Rica border... Right. It's essentially a walking bridge. Right. And there's like shacks everywhere. There's like a main building, which mm -hmm. is your customs. Right. They stamp you out. And there's like a whole bunch of stretch of shacks that literally charge you two American dollars to leave the country. Wow. Well, this is similar to, I guess, Sandblast, right? When we went, remember it was like that? Yeah, exactly. Right. There's just like people being paid at each yeah. stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, I find some of these, uh, smaller, uh, Caribbean destinations like Costa Rica or Panama, um, to be like safe havens. Like they're like, they are uh, known to have, uh, like expats and whatnot that live there, but I feel like they've protected it from like the trash tourism. Mm -hmm. Right. If that makes any sense. It's very, uh, it's not, like, I don't think it's commercialized. Let me put it this way. We, we, when we were in Cartagena, Colombia, the amount of street vendors that oh, that's harassed so annoying. us yeah. versus um, when we were in Panama. There yeah, I also single... think Panama's a richer country than Colombia. Right, 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 right. So that, I think that but plays no, a like, huge role. Even versus like in Cuba per se for me. Yeah. I've never been to Cuba. Right. It, it, are the vendors the same way? Um, not as harassy. <laughs> okay. But they're out there and they will approach you. Yeah. Right. I think that's always a caveat when you're traveling. I, I also want to go back to this. It also depends on the type of traveling you're doing. Cause if your kind of MO is to go to countries live lavishly, stay on resorts. You can do that. Um, but I think you end up one, not truly experiencing the people and the culture. And then the way we traveled, it was there. Yeah. I see the two ways of traveling, right? Yeah. Um, you, you could either, the resort travelers are the people who are purely there for like the relaxation, the sunset and the environment. 
right? Kind of like the 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 tropical environment, the and like the setting, right? For sure. Um, also, it takes very little planning, right? Because everything's kind of within your package. It takes a lot less effort effort to put together. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, and don't get me wrong, I've done all inclusives. I don't mind them. Uh, now, do I think uh, they're the most um, cost efficient? I don't think so. Um, how I look at it is if you are spending, say, $2,000, right? 2000 Canadian dollars. Sorry, US listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, pro- probably like $10 for them, right? No, <laughs> it's more like uh, 1800 for them, I think. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're spending that dollar. Um, how I see it is when you start going to places like, um, Panama or, um, Colombia or Cuba and you're staying off resort, you're paying much less for a night stay than you would at a resort because you're not getting all the fancy accommodations per se. Right. Your money goes far. It stretches longer. But when you do go for, uh, say a local accommodation, right. With a hostel or something like that, you possibly get a free breakfast with it, right? There's right. certain perks that do come with those other different accommodations that um, do kind of make up for what you are getting at the resort. Um, and it kind of sets you up because like a lot of times, even on the resort, you're looking for something to do. Right. Right. And then there's the excursions that cost twice as more. Right. Twice as much, sorry. So if you've already planned something to do, whether it be like going to the market or whatever, and you've located yourself in a place where it's close to those things where you're not spending so much on travel, it makes sense to not be on a resort, right? If you're looking to, you know, go see the markets, go, uh, you know, eat out at different restaurants and whatnot. Um, There are definitely advantages and disadvantages to both. I think you're right, though. You do get a, ch- a chance to experience a bit more of, like, the street art, the local um, mm-hmm. culture, like having coffee and uh, at the bre- and uh, getting bread from the ba- bakeries in the morning. Right. Like, those experiences, like, as a local, how a local would experience is, you're never going to get that at a resort, right? For sure. Um, because they're essentially in. I tell me if I'm wrong, but on resorts, they're essentially like catering to these one week travelers that right. are coming they're, from they're catering to hotel lifestyle right per se that i think that would be the best way to do it right it's hospitality first for sure before it's like cultural experience do you think all inclusives make sense for somebody who has a lot of food restrictions because if so, if i'm someone who has limitations with food, I would be more inclined to go to a all-inclusive where there's a variety of food that's available all the time. I feel like all-inclusives are really only worth it for student binge drinking. Like really, like, you know, yeah, that's like the only real thing. And you're getting piss beer. You're getting, you know, very cheap alcohol that you're- Is it watered down? I want to believe it is. Like at least, at least- the beer that I was drinking, I'm sure like, I went through 10 cups and I didn't have a buzz. Like, you know what I mean? That might have to do with Climate. Canada. Oh, or, we were going two different ways. Oh, Canadian beer. Canadian beer is just different. 
That that too. Like even when you compare it to the U.S. beers, yeah, yeah. Canadian beer and hits. Even when we were in uh, like the Caribbean, like those beers don't hit as hard as Canadian beers. Yeah, I I I, I could chug a six pack by myself and stand. Yeah, you know, no problem. And by the way, I am not condoning anybody to drink. <laughs> <laughs> or go out and use alcohol the way people do out there uh, when they are on uh, resorts. Yeah. Uh, know your limit. Play within it. Yeah. Be safe. Uh, and be, be aware of your surroundings and the people around you. Don't, don't be drink obnoxious. and drive. Yeah. Especially if you're listening to this and driving. Please stop drinking. And driving. Um, but I digress. I was telling you the story about Vinny and Costa Rica. Yeah. So essentially we get there and it's a quaint little town, super laid back. We start talking to these fishermen. We see like fishermen coming out of the ocean um, with different lobsters, fish, just essentially they're, it's like a fresh market. Just hearing seafood. you say this is making me salivate. Oh my oh God. My God. I'm, I'm seafood. <laughs> I'm starving right now. So we go to a restaurant that's by the road, but you can, you can sit and look at the ocean to our right. And we grab the menu and we, the server comes over and we order food. Right. And we're like, Hey, let's just try all the seafood. So we order an entire red snapper, uh, squid. We got, I think a lobster fried rice and a whole bunch of food. The server looks at us and goes, are there more people coming in like broken English? And we're like, no, this is just for us to. And he's like, oh, this usually feeds like six people. Are wow. you sure you want to eat this? Um, obviously, Vinny and I are super hungry. So we're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So the food comes, we eat, we gorge. Like the food's gone in like 20 minutes. Oh, man. We get back to uh, the hostel we were staying at and... I go to bed. I was like, we have to be up at 6 a.m. because the next day we're going whitewater rafting. Okay. So I was like, we got to go to, we got to go to bed because at 6 a.m. we're going to get driven out. We're going to be in the waters. It's like a class eight river, uh, Pacuare river in Costa Rica. Mind you, you two have never been rafting before this. No. <laughs> and you guys have zero class eight. <laughs> Actually, I don't, yeah, I don't know if Vinny has, but I haven't gone whitewater rafting before this. It all sounded like a great idea. Yeah. Until it wasn't. So Vinny, next day I look at him and he looks like he got beat up by 18 people. He <laughs> was dragging. He goes, dude, I don't feel well. I was like, okay. And he goes, I think I broke the sink in our room. <laughs> and when that guy says he doesn't feel well, he really doesn't feel well. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, that man. guy's a monster. Oh, so he's, yeah, he's a train wreck when, oh my God. He, he goes like one of the first things he says to me, even before we're like get ready to like walk out the door is I don't know if I can do this because I'm in a rough shape. <laughs> Anyways, the, the van comes and picks us up. It's like a, maybe like an hour and a half drive to the spot where we're going to board and they're going to assign us like different rafts. Yeah. So the guy gives us helmets, life jacket, and a paddle. Mm -hmm. I am facing the river and yeah. I'm just like putting on, I'm excited. 
super excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm putting on Anything my life to jacket. Do with adrenaline, you're yeah, ready to I'm go. like, oh my god, why are we not already not in the raft? Yeah. I look behind me. Your brother has his chin rested on the paddle, and he's trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I look Sounds over. About right. Yeah, I look over. I was like, hey man, you excited? He's like. Don't talk to me right now. <laughs> Anyways, we get on this raft. This is a long story, but this is honestly one of my favorite memories with this guy. Right. We get on the raft. Uh, we're halfway through the trip. They're going to provide us lunch. Right. Had this anything to do with uh, drinking the way he'd been feeling? No, this was definitely food poisoning. Like it <laughs> okay. hit bad. Or I want to I want to put it out there. I think this had more to do with that uh, waiter and her evil eye. <laughs> his her, evil eye, his yeah, evil eye. for sure. <laughs> He's like, these dudes are not real. Like, <laughs> right? He's like, I could feed my family yeah. half of this food. <laughs> I hope there's leftovers, and you guys left nothing. <laughs> nothing. Like it was just bare bones. Uh, oh my god! There were like two basil leaves left after we were done. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're on the raft. I look back. Vinny's just like hanging on by a thread. Right. We get to lunch. Vinny goes, I gotta throw up. I, I gotta go to the bathroom. We there's like a shack like up the hill from where the raft's like parked. Right. And he goes up, does his thing. I go grab food. I was like, you should try and eat and drink water. He looks at me, he goes, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like I'm also like in an uncomfortable environment because I don't know any of these other people. Yeah. And I, I, this is also like, I don't know where the logistics are in this whole scenario. Right. So he goes, is there a, like, can they like shuttle me out? <laughs> like shuttle me out to the end. I go and ask the guy and the guy like literally he does he does one of the double takes over his shoulder. <laughs> he looks left, looks right and goes, "Where do you see a road? What car?" That's and he hilarious. said the greatest thing to me. He goes, "Only way out down the river." Wow. <laughs> Indiana Jones or some yeah. shit, bro. <laughs> I I I half of me was trying to not laugh, but the other half of me inside was dying that this was happening. Oh my God. So the guy goes, honestly, we can't do anything. Like he's just going to have to come with us. Right. And so he's like, just put him in the back of the raft, mm -hmm. make him lie down and I'll take care of it. You're right. just going to have to paddle a little bit harder in the front. Right. This dude in a class eight river napped on a raft. <laughs> That's hilarious. He man. was he so in asleep. and out of it. What's worse is when you hit like the deep rafts. Yeah. Water would splash all over him. Yeah. He would wake up stunned and go right back to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. Sounds about right. I oh am man. having three different experiences here. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh dear God, is this guy going to survive? Or am I going to have to call his parents and be like, I killed your son in Costa Rica. Or do I have to figure out like, a medical evacuation like what is that going to look like <laughs> anyways we make it down the river um 
he's like, I want to get out. I want to, I want to well, sleep. Well, you guys made it back in one piece. Man. Yeah, we did. And the, the river was so nice. Like there was a point on the whitewater raft trip where they let you like jump on into the water. Yeah. And the water carries you. So oh, they wow. like hook you up to the raft. So you stay nearby. Cause it's salt water. You float. No, no, no. Oh, like it's, it's rapid. It's rapid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. There's crazy. undercurrents and stuff. That's crazy. But yeah, that's, that's our trip uh, in Costa Rica. And then we ended up going to the Arenal volcano. I was nerding it out about all my minerals and rocks. Nice. Um, Vinny couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah. The geologist in you comes out. <laughs> yeah. And then anytime you, anytime you see anything rock or hard. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> that is one geology joke I've never heard. Uh, I'm sure very you have. very original. And I'm sure you were aroused the last time you heard it too. Oh my god. <laughs> so uh, how'd you go about planning this trip? Like what well, where, where do you start? Where do you start to plan something like this? I think the first thing is always finding uh a ticket, an airfare ticket. Mm-hmm. Airfare ticket. What is wrong with me? A flight ticket is what I was trying to say. Right, right. Um, so uh, travel, like, as in, like, your logistics first. Yeah. So right. really figure out flights, and then you can drill down the dates from there. Right. And then you figure out how many days you're going and how many days you're going to be in each location. So how do you start? Like, you start with a budget, or do you just pick based on your destination? No, of? so how I usually do it is I put down everything in each city that I really want to do. Right. And then I'll calculate what the total cost would be. Right. And then from there, I'll start pivoting things in and out. Okay. Like essentially like stack rank them and say, okay, if I, if I don't do this here, where else can I do it? Right. Right. Um, and it, yeah, so I just start subbing in things, subbing out things, and then kind of work it into my budget. And then accommodation is kind of the last thing I do. Because yeah. you can always flex that, right? It's Again, if you're trying to stay under budget, yeah, that's a great way to flex. And then you really, last piece is kind of food, figuring out what's around. I feel like food and that kind of stuff is, you could even do that like the week of, right? You can kind of figure out where you're going to eat, where you want to eat. Um, sometimes there's pop-ups on that week or like maybe you're just going to eat, um like you said, like some uh, trips that we planned had food included. Yeah. Right. So there's also that. Um, like some of the tours that come with a meal. Uh, even when we were, when I was in Colombia, yeah, like our tour came with a meal. Yeah. Um, and it was a great meal. So like, look into that kind of stuff. I think that. How do you look into that? Usually, I'll start messaging people right away. Right. Like. I'll ask them if meals included, if transportation. So that's the other thing. Once you go to a location, you really have to figure out transportation within the country right. or even going to another location. Right. If you can drill down that, you'll have an idea because there are in certain parts of the world, there are activities and excursions that'll pick you up from one spot and drop you off at another. Right. So you essentially save the travel time and you end up saving the travel cost as well. Right. And you end up with a meal and an excursion along with that. So you kind of essentially you getting everything done along the way. Yeah. Yeah. In a single day. So you're not wasting any time. Yeah. And you can also afford to give yourself some time to relax and kind of recoup for the following day. Right. Nice, man. Yeah. For me, it's, I usually, like you said, I'll start with airfare. Like I'll pick out 
Um, it's mostly based on my budget. Like I'll set out a budget. Like, okay, I'm looking to spend this much. Um, whether it be um, all-inclusive or whether it be um, like a destination. And then within that budget, I'll break down, okay, yo, this is, I'll do a percentage. I'll say, oh, this is how much I'm willing to allocate for airfare. Right. This is what I'm willing to allocate for uh, accommodations, this, this, and that. And it usually ends up narrowing down. And I don't usually worry about expenses till the week of kind of, like the food expenses, the logistics expenses, that kind of, I feel like those are like bills that you can't really predict the cost of. Right. Some, it's always plus minus like $200 right. anywhere you go. So I'll set like a, a fixed budget for, you know, okay, this is how much I'm willing to spend on these certain things. Right. right. And I kind of stay within those restraints. And I think that's the best way for me. Cause like I'm going to a place and I'm, living like a local most of the time right and i think that's the best way for me to experience the culture the 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 environment the the people and if if you don't kind of i don't know like if you start living lavish early on in your trips you're gonna be hella broke near the end of your days and it's gonna be like you're gonna be starving really sometimes yeah. right so for me i usually Start cheap, and then I'll ball out near the end of the trip. For sure, right? I think that's like the a best last hoorah before yeah, you kind of come like, home. Again, I'm not big on uh, bringing back currency. I'm not big on like uh, just giving it away either. Um, so I'll either purchase something or I'll spend it on food or like something like that. You yeah, know what I mean, for sure. Yeah, I think the biggest question mark going into any trip is always food right because you have to remember some parts of the world don't have their zomato accounts updated right trip advisor isn't uh updated right consistently right. there's no universal imdb for food, food. restaurants yeah right? <laughs> so it's just hit or miss like when we went to colombia we just we, we found that argentinian steakhouse because we literally Walked walk with our it. nose. Yeah, walk by it. Yeah, We're exactly. like, well, something smells good this way. Yeah. And like, again, for the price of 20 Canadian dollars, I had like quadruple A, like flame grilled, flame mignon that I would have paid, you know. An uh, arm and a leg. Yeah, I would have paid a happy penny over here for it. Right? Yeah. Um, and the only place I would have got something like that is a place, uh, uh, like a really expensive steakhouse in Toronto. Yeah. Right. So for me to dish out there and live lavish on in that moment was without a doubt, like, yo, for sure, man. And the food was phenomenal. Right. <clears throat> it also helps when your Uber rides are only $2 from like one end of the city to the other. We didn't even Uber for that one. Remember we were walking, we we're on foot. Well, that's cause that was right beside our we, yeah, villa. It was right beside our villa. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. Um, so enough about me. Where have you been? Aside from the 15-year-old Sri Lanka trip? Um, I've been to Cuba. I've been all over the States. Uh, I've been to Trinidad. Uh, Tell me more. Oh, Trinidad is phenomenal. How did you end up there? Um, so I was working with this artist. We were shooting a music video. Uh, and we ended up... Um, <clears throat> so a buddy of mine is out there shooting cricket. Or uh, TSN, 
And uh, so we're out there. He's He calls us and he's like, hey, I've got this opportunity. I've got my gear out here. I'm already out here. Let's uh, make it happen where you guys come out and get these uh, music videos done at a tropical destination. And at that time, the, the flight tickets to Trinidad were like 400 bucks. So for me, it was just like uh yeah why not four hundred dollars i'm gonna go spend a weekend in trinidad and so i decided to book flights and i just booked the flight got there um got to the same hotel that my buddy was staying at um we got us a room um we were there literally for uh three nights in trinidad we shot two music videos in three nights wow yeah. That sounds like a work trip. It was a work trip, but I got a chance to, it was like a work trip that involved me going to like touristy spots and like enjoying culture. Like um, a part of the music video, we were shooting down where they were having like FET for Carnival. And we happened to be there during Carnival. So I got to see all the steel pan players and stuff. Mm. And I got to see, um, <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to see the parade. Um, or Juve, but um, I did get a chance to like party with a lot, some of the houses and whatnot. And it was, it was amazing. It was like a culture shock for me because like in Toronto, we don't party like that, right? You, yeah. You're not out on the street in front of your house, <clears throat> block to block, just partying. I mean, we can change that. We can do something like that. Oh, I'd love to, man. Let's just all buy uh, shacks because owning a house in Toronto is impossible. Uh, let's start smaller. I think tents. Tents. Yeah, yeah great idea. Tent block parties. Yeah. I think that's where it's at. Yeah, no, there's definitely a, a culture shock and the experience was different. The food is phenomenal. I've heard that. I've the, heard Trinidad food is so underrated. It's so good. Like fresh, no matter, fruit? fresh fruit, no matter where I ate, the food was delicious. I didn't get sick. Um, the KFC in the airport is like godly. KFC in the airport is godly, bro. They they have so a, much culture. They have a spice, <laughs> they, bro, 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 bro. This is I don't get it because like, I, I, shout out to all my Trini people listening. If you are listening, hold me down, yo. You got you got you're the people that told me go to that KFC before you leave or right as soon as you come. Wow. My driver was like, yo, you're gonna get KFC, right? <laughs> what? what is what is the kfc chicken laced with there so the, it's spiced differently it just and it's fresh every chicken they every piece of chicken they make is fresh and there's people lined up out the door for this really there's people coming into the airport just to get kfc so the menu is different yes the okay. menu is different so what uh, are some of the sides you got with fried chicken um i can't even there's like plantain there's like oh. there's different things i can't remember um, this was 2010. Good Lord. All right. So, um, the, the breakfast, man, the fresh fruit at breakfast was yeah. phenomenal. Um, we got doubles, roadside doubles, fresh handmade. I was watching the lady make them like with her hand, put them in the fryer. Like that's the, that's the extra love. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's. Like there's, there's a part of that, that reminded me of like back home culture. Yeah. So it, it definitely brought me back to 
a comfort zone, right? For sure. Or a place of comfort. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Trinidad, phenomenal place. I definitely recommend it. I know of a great tour guide, great driver out there. If anybody needs it, hit me up on the Spice Complex channel. We'll definitely set you guys up. Shout out to Luke. Luke. <clears throat> Thanks for taking care of the boy G. Yeah, man. And I've even set him up with a few other guys. Like a, a few of my other guys went down. They took care of him. I mean, Luke took care of them. They had a blast. Uh, would definitely recommend Trinidad to anybody. <clears throat> Go during Carnival, man. It's it's definitely a lot of fun. You definitely see a lot of culture. That's awesome. <laughs> what was kind of your... You were only there for four days, right? Yeah. So what was kind of your best favorite memory? So we actually um, stayed in the south of Trinidad. So close to... It's called San Fernando. Okay. Which is more like the oil capital. Okay. Right? Of... Um, trinidad so they they make their own oil gas is cheap there um when you say oil like ethanol they refine their own oil for fuel oh fuel okay right so petrol yeah yeah so um yeah they have cheap gas out there in trinidad um so we went from the south we drove all the way to port of spain um <clears throat> so we basically took like a road trip from the south to the north in Trinidad, and it was amazing. And we went to I forget the the beach, Maracas Beach. It's one of the most uh, popular beaches in um, Trinidad. Nice. Um, and the road going there is like mountainous, so you're literally on the edge of a mountain, right? And the other side is the cliff. So that was my first time experiencing something like that, Ooh. and. My guy, Luke, this man is a driver's driver. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just had a flashback to Sri Lanka. <laughs> but he's very safe. He'll take care of you. If you tell him to slow down, he'll definitely slow down. <laughs> Not a chance he did. He's like, yeah, watch this. But I can go point, faster. At one point, he pulled over to the side of the road, and he was like, guys, come look off the side of the edge of yeah if i miss a turn that's how far we're dropping <laughs> it was like it was easily over uh three four hundred meter drop right and um the beauty of the nation though like the greenery mm. just breathtaking um i think it's one of the most beautiful countries that i've ever been to uh i would definitely recommend Trinidad for a trip for sure nice yeah where um, but yeah, Maracas Beach, that that is definitely one of the most memorable spots from Trinidad for sure. Right. I know you've also gone to Cuba. Yeah. That was a solo dolo recharge trip. Oh man, I love traveling alone, man. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if I'm that gutsy. I would recommend it. Um definitely like I, I traveled to a resort alone. It wasn't really like I'm off resort going doing like, you know, walking down the streets. No. Um, I definitely stayed on resort. I made friends on resort. So for me, the easiest way to make friends is play loud music and have lots of booze around you. <laughs> what a strategy. Works. Usually works. People come over, they hear a song they like, and you offer them a drink. They usually sit down and enjoy the drink with you while they listen to their favorite song. All-inclusive strategy 2023. Right? <laughs> Bring bring your own Bluetooth speaker, play your own music. Make sure you download that playlist offline. All right. Wi-Fi is a bitch sometimes. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a definite strategy. 
Um, and like, I find, uh, I like for me, um, music is like the biggest way to connect to people. So in 20, when was that trip? 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I 18. was just 2018, 20, I think it was 2017. Was it after? It was before. After me and me went away? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So um, we, uh, I just, I was playing a bunch of Drake and there had been just people from Canada. Yeah. Right. That just resonated and they were just like, hey, you're Canadian. I'm like, yeah, I'm Canadian. <laughs> and they don't expect big brown guy to, you know. Be Canadians a- love meeting Canadians outside anywhere. of the country. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. I remember in Colombia when I went with my wife. I had a Canada towel. Right. And some guy screams out, oh, double, double Tim Hortons. I was like, what? I was like, yes. Only a Canadian would get yeah, that. that was, um, yeah, that was interesting. So by Cuba, you left and went outside the resort. Yeah, yeah, I definitely left and went outside the resort. I booked a cab, um, went into Havana, had a tour guide take me around Havana. Um, One of the best trips, like Cuba is full of culture, bro. There's so much. Underrated? Yeah. Yeah, there's so much, man. Um, Just because it was a huge naval port at one point, right? Yeah. So just the architecture alone, you can get immersed in it. Um, and the, the, conqu- the conquistadors were there <clears throat> at some point. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like, um, churches and stuff like that. Great architecture, great, um, culture there. The food again, phenomenal. Really? Outside the resort. I've always had great, I had great food off resort in Cuba. Everybody keeps telling me they don't have great food. At Cuba, I'm guessing they don't ever eat off the resort. Yeah, but not a lot of people travel the way you and I do. Right. So when, even when there was a, there was a, like a restaurant that was a walk away from our resort. Right. I chose to go have lunch there two or three days of the week. Right. Just because the food is much better and I don't mind dishing out a few pesos for a phenomenal slice of pizza or something, right? Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I'm not very picky when it comes to food. Like I'm, I'm privileged to live in Canada. We have some of the best food in the world. I get to eat some of the best food from all around the world, yep. just from where I am. So for me, I'm not per se looking for food. If I have the opportunity to try something that I haven't or uh, try something kind of that I've been wanting to try i'll definitely take it while i'm traveling because uh i don't know for me it just while i'm abroad it just makes sense for me to stomach a cost abroad <laughs> if yeah that makes anything makes yeah <laughs> right um so makes I'll, sense. I'll definitely do things more uh impulsively when i'm traveling right um you've also so how did that play out when you were in india like, what was the food? Oh, it must have been heaven. Oh, fuck. India food, man, it was amazing. Like, and you, it was like, you get it delivered to you. And mm. you could tell the guy, yo, can you also stop by the convenience store, grab me some chips, grab me a lighter and two sodas. And he'll do that. And you could also be like, hey, can you also grab the newspaper? 
right? Yeah. There, there's definite there's definite advantages to India. Like um, there's so much within footsteps of right. where you are, right? Uh, tea shops, like mm. right? They're notoriously uh, task marks right? known for it. Yeah, right. So like you you've seen in like films and whatnot people lining up in front of the liquor shop to get their booze yeah, yeah. no that exists that's real huh? yeah, that's real bro where were you in india uh i was in chennai south india um beautiful city it's definitely uh busy busy it's yeah. and it's i feel like it's constantly under construction at least when i went i went in 2013 buddy yeah let me just remind you you're from toronto yeah you don't get to ever say that about another country or city yeah I know. We are constantly under construction. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely constantly under construction. Under terrible construction, too. But Chennai is honestly a metropolis, man. It it reminded me of, like, a modern city. It didn't remind me of, like, you think India, right? Yeah, I mean... There's, my, there's certainly bits that are underdeveloped, but there's other sure. bits that are like, wow. Yeah, I think it's it's all media driven, right? I think yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a negative think, connotation that uh, that's the portrayed Western in the media, media. I don't even think it's a negative connotation. I think it's just an idea that we've stuck with, right? That and we aren't willing to like really see past the rose colored glasses. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that's really what it is. Um, this also goes back to like our parents. Their idea of what back home is is not what back home is. Yes, for sure. Right. It's very different. And I think my parents are starting to realize that now, especially with like seeing my family back home get older and kind of live their lives like and family like that's my age. Right. Right. So they're kind of seeing like, oh, life is pretty much the same all around the world. Right. People have the same experiences, the same expectations to live up to. For sure. Right. So yeah, I think that realization is slowly starting to hit them. I've always heard that the travel in India is extremely easy against popular belief in in terms of like between cities and destinations. Yeah. Did that hold true for you or were you just in Chennai? Um, well, I... I got to travel to India for work again, right? Oh, right. So for me, I was privileged enough to have a driver and to have um, people chauffeur me around. So right. um, in that case, yes, it is very easy to get around. Um, transportation's pretty affordable. You can get an auto for fairly cheap. Buses are fairly safe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, trains between cities are fairly accessible. So, yeah, the infrastructure is definitely there in India for you to get around. Um, I just think it's congestion. There's just a lot of people, man. And God forbid there's a cow crossing the street or a politician. People would just run over the politician. Right? No, there's certain, there's certain, there's definitely certain different things in culture. Yeah, that's culturally culturally true of any place, though. Um, But again, that's also part of the experience. Um, I got to drive a motorbike, sit on the back of a motorbike while I was in India and experience that. Like, I get it. I totally get what they mean about like driving through Chennai streets at night on a motorbike. There is, it's, 
it's, it's a like, unique experience. It's like living every Bollywood film I've ever seen, like, you know, like in in one take. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something about it. There's the, the something about the smell in the air and the breeze in your hair. It's definitely you know a, a joy. And um, I was telling you about Chennai. The the one thing I loved is the moment I landed. The signs are in a language that I knew. The people were speaking to me, in, like the customs officers are asking me things in a language I understood, in Chennai specifically, right? Because they speak Tamil, Tamil mm-hmm. Nadu. So for me, it was just like the customs officer was going through my bag because I had brought my computer and there I, I had kept it in its original packaging, whatever, right? And they're like, is this brand new? And they went over on the side and they're talking in Tamil and I totally understand them, right? And I'm like, no, 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 it's not, it's used, right? While they're having a side conversation, yeah. they didn't think I understood. Right? Yeah. But it was amazing because like- Those are the best conversations yeah. to be a part of. <laughs> I'm in a place where I can protect myself Yeah. and I understood how to protect myself, right? Um. So I felt super safe, right? And I felt very grounded. Like I felt uh, like, there was a piece of me that I had left there that I just got to reconnect with. Mm-hmm. Right. That feeling um, was definitely there. Um, and seeing like advertising in your language and like propaganda in your language, that kind of like just, it resonates in a different way. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a comfort zone for sure. Yeah. It, it feels familiar. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the last destination that I, know you've traveled um that i've planned for you yeah was columbia yeah that was a phenomenal trip man yeah i had a great time that was a completely free planned trip yeah on on my favorite thing in the world microsoft excel oh bro you're like an excel guru i don't know how you do it but this is like youtube university (laughs) (laughs) This man can plan, you know, a hostile takeover for any nation on an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I played Battlefield on Excel. So what do you have? Do you have any travel destinations that you want to kind of go to? I do, but it's just kind of floating ideas right now. Last year was a really good year for travel. I got to go to Colombia with you, Panama with you before you got married. And then I got to go to Hawaii yeah, with yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. my in-laws and my wife. That was a great time. Nice. Hawaii was everything that you kind of expect. Everybody tells me Hawaii is a great time. Yeah. Like contrary sure. to belief. I always think like expensive and Oh, kind of- it's not contrary to belief. It's- it is absolutely expensive. Okay. It, uh, it almost catches you off guard how expensive it is. Right. Because you can go and sit down and order a beer and a burger and all of a sudden you're paying 30 US dollars. Right. But- Because you're on an island, all the import. Yes. And it's super commercialized. Right. Right. The excursions that we went on though were absolutely amazing. Right. I, I got to go on a underwater sub. Wow. And see, you know, different sea life. Got to experience uh, volcanoes, an active volcano. Actually, that it erupted a couple of a uh, couple of months ago. Wow! So we got to see that. 
and kind of learn about the history of, you know, the, the story of, Hey, like Hawaii might not exist is very true because of how active that volcano is. Right. Um, while we were there, it was, it's also like you're standing maybe, I would say like 800 yards away from like the main eruption mm. or like the main crater. And you can hear like the lava come up. Wow. Um, so that was really cool. I, I actually felt centered and like put things into yeah. perspective. Right, right, right. Because you, you figure out how, really quickly how, how small, small you, you are, are. Right. in the world. Um, and then you, you think about the history of like how Hawaii came to be in terms of a landmass. And it's, you know, millions of years of eruption, settlement, eruption, settlement, corrosion. Right, right. So it's, uh, it's really cool. Uh, I think that's one place where it's, I don't know if I came back. I don't know if I'm right, but it's like a giant ash pile basically. No, they're on top of land. That's kind of created more land. Yeah. Yeah. So the eruption essentially settles cools and then there's like a dormant period Mm. where there's not a lot of activities and then the fishers start to kind of break loose on different places and then cracks start to form. And then if, if the volcano essentially finds like a weak spot, it craters, it craters. Mm. And that crater is essentially where the eruption starts again. Oh, wow. And it's active. So it's essentially there. It's an ongoing cycle. Damn. Uh, it's really Crazy. cool because there was a national park in Hawaii that we went and visited where we saw the lava flow. Mm. And there was a gentleman that worked there as a park guard. And during the eruption, I think now five or six years ago, oh, COVID timeline. So I don't quote me on this. <laughs> he got caught in the lava flow. Oh, shit. Like he was knee deep in the lava flow. And he shared some amazing stories about the things he was able to learn and how he actually survived. And still has flow. his legs? 100%. What? Trick question, because I didn't get this right. Why would somebody that stepped in lava flow walk away without any burns or not any burns, sorry, any damages, lasting damages to their extremities? No clue. Because there's no oxygen. For fire to burn, you need oxygen. Right. There's no oxygen in lava flow. Right. So you're just kind of- it's hot. It's hot. So he, I think he ended up getting- Like burns. Burns. Severe burns. Right. Um, But he was, like when he got to the doctor, apparently the doctor is like, it's surprising that you're still alive. Right. Um, But yeah, they- he had amazing stories. I'm just picturing to a man engulfed in lava, like you know, ah, like yeah, you know, like, like very the cartoonish. Muck yeah, is like you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he had some really cool stories to tell. I also got to go to a cultural center. I find Polynesian culture is very cool, man. It's very cool, but the so learning about each culture really cool, right? Yeah. You learn how they actually came to be in Hawaii, right. all the immigration uh, that happened. And keep in mind, like the Polynesian communities that lived in Hawaii mm-hmm. came there by boats. Right. 
So there, there's like months and years of journey that goes into finding new land and like settling there. But the only problem is the, the center we went to. Yeah. Gave me really culty vibes. Really? Yeah. There was like a church associated with it. And when we were like done going through the cultural center, you were brought to show the church and there's like people in the same kind of clothes. Don't get me wrong. Nothing against churches or religion, mm. albeit. Did they ask for a donation? No, but they, they were they were kind of hinting at like conversions and like committing ongoing donations and things like that. Oh. That just didn't sit well with me, but. Religion in general doesn't sit well with you. That's not true. Well, I mean, it's a conversation that peace when it usually comes up with you. I, I don't think I'm offended or no i i just think you're more of like how do i say it a contrarian when it comes to religion for sure right yeah that makes i would sense. say so yeah um but yeah hawaii was a great time the food was hit or miss wasn't a big fan of that but it's definitely expensive but you can definitely i think we were there for nine days and we ended up doing all three islands honolulu uh maui and the big island. I'm pretty sure Honolulu is just a city, so I'm giving you the wrong information right now. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, what I got planned for 23. I'm telling you my 2022. Yeah. Um, 2023, we have a trip with one of our close buddies. Mm-hmm. He's getting married. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a good send off for him. Destination TBD. I would love to go on my honeymoon finally. Yeah. Uh, so Bali is in the works. Ooh. So we'll see where that lands. I would like to go to Vietnam mm-hmm. and Cambodia, mm-hmm. I think, before. I want to go to Asia too. I just want to plan it more thoroughly. Uh, I just don't know very much about like visas and kind of safeties in certain regions right you know yeah there may be re- restrictions so i gotta look into those kind of things for um, sure vietnam is definitely on my list i definitely want to go see vietnam vietnam looks uh, beautiful mm-hmm. and i heard um the food is phenomenal singapore and malaysia Ooh. are definitely on my list definitely have i'd to go love to, to go places. to singapore malaysia thailand that's on my list of places to go yeah but one of the most underrated places that I am looking to travel to mm-hmm. before the social media jerks ruin it, mm-hmm. Guatemala. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, think, I need to see Lake Atlan. I think you and I, we were discussing Guatemala at some point, right? Yeah. Mm. Super, super underrated, beautiful mm-hmm. country from, again, um, speaking based on the the videos and travel documentaries I've seen, but- that that has to be a destination. And it's also not too expensive to fly there mm. from Toronto. You know what's on my list? I've always wanted to go. Mm. Uh, it may not be 2023, but at some point, um, Nicaragua. Yes. I've heard great things. And Nicaragua I, is a great place too. I want to go check it out. Um, it, one of my favorite TV shows is filmed there. Or um, it's called uh, Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> the way you were going with it, I was like, what show is... Filmed in Nicaragua. Um, it's filmed in Nicaragua and in Fiji. So. Well, it's not true. 
There's other places. Yeah, that... no, no, of course there's other places, yeah, yeah. but Nicaragua is one of the places that they film there, mm. and Fiji as well. So um, those two places are actually on my list. Um, anything tropical, anything kind of untouched by humanity is kind of what I want to go Off check out. Off the beaten out. path? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what I enjoy for travel. For sure. That actually is a great segue to, do you like structured trips or unstructured trips, or is it kind of mix of both? Um, I like structure in the sense I like having certain plans. Like, like you said, like there's, there's certain things in a city where I'm there. I certainly want to do while I'm there. Cause I'm probably not going to get a chance to be there again. Right. Right. Um, so for sure, I try to make most of those kind of, uh, excursions and I plan around those excursions. Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing an excursion one day, the next day per se might not be. Like I might just go explore like the local markets or do some souvenir shopping or something like that. Right. And then the third day I'll plan another excursion or something like that. I That's kind of how I go about it. But a lot of times, um, sometimes excursions, they fall out. People cancel. Like uh, when I was in Cuba, there was a, uh, we were scheduled for a catamaran trip and the weather wasn't great. So they canceled, right? Right. So I ended up just grabbing a cab and going to Havana. So that was like kind of what spurred the spontaneous tour that I decided to take that turned out to be why I recommend Cuba. Right. Right. Uh, so have a plan, but stay flexible. Yeah. And kind of, uh, I think when I'm traveling, I'm the most optimistic and kind of least picky. So I have a theory behind that. Yeah. I think the personality of a traveler is different. Because you're, if you're not traveling for long-term or backpacking, mm -hmm. you're leaving a lot of the stresses behind, like physically and mentally, you're leaving it behind. Right. So you show up to this place where now your stress is different, but stress is different in a good way. Because now it's adventure-based. Right. You're looking to learn a new culture, learn a new way of life. Yeah. And, uh. Speak I, a new language sometimes. Yeah. Like Zapatos Ganos. Zapatos Ganos. Um, Uno that, Bago. That, that needs to be an episode on its own. Yeah, uh, You need sure. to give our folks a Spanish lesson. Uh, yeah, I could definitely give our folks a Spanish lesson. I am an A-grade Spanish teacher. Yeah. And I can teach you how to get by in any Spanish-speaking country. Yeah. All natural. Yeah. Uh, no additives. Yeah. Clean uh, as they come. You, you got to take three shakes a day. <laughs> uh, if if you convince a group of people that you can teach them spanish and they actually show up i probably could i am moving to nunavut i probably could um i could probably go nope. to the I, way of the internet you probably could i probably could <laughs> if um if there's hustlers university i could probably have spanish university oh <laughs> uh. God, I don't ever want to hear you speak Spanish. <laughs> I'm willing to pay for that, like a subscription model right now. So like, um, speaking on things you don't like, <laughs> this is a great segue. Um, talk to me about places you've been that you don't want to go to again. Ooh. Any that come to mind? Not really. Oh, actually, 100%, Miami. Really? Never want to go back there. Why? Absolutely hate it. Overrated. 
way too expensive for what it is. Right. The excursions are okay, but it's honestly, it, if you're going to Miami, you're essentially going to add things to your Instagram account. Right. And uh, live a fake life for five to six to seven days. And then you're going to come back and hit reality. It's so overrated. Never want to go back. What's the culture like there? It's it's very... It really depends on where you are. Like we were on Ocean Drive mm-hmm. or near Ocean Drive. So like Miami Beach. Yeah, Miami Beach. Mm. It was. It's very Cuban Latino culture. Okay. But you have the mix of weird restaurants that don't really fit in, but are, they're just there. Right. And they charge you 25, 60, anywhere from 25 to $60 for three okay. tacos. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's got a premium price. The vibe wasn't. Is it cause just cause like you're by the lake or by the ocean and by the beach. And is it cause of that? Or is it just cause touristy? I think it's touristy is they've just, it's so commercialized and it depends on tourism. Right. That I think everything's just marked up. There's like a premium to going to Miami. Right. Um, which sucks because I feel like Miami give gave me the idea that entirety of Florida is like that. Hmm. Interesting. There was this hockey uh, trip that I wanted to go on to watch the all-star game. Right. But it was in sunrise, Florida. And I was like, e- yeah, I don't think I want to go back to Florida. <laughs> I, know, I know people in the U S like, they're like, Oh, you Florida armpit of the USA. Right. But I don't know. Miami just didn't sit well with. The- I don't know. I've heard great things about like the Keys, the Florida Keys, um, like Fort Lauderdale. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. But like about- Florida Keys. Yeah. What experience would you get there that you wouldn't get anywhere else in South America for a quarter of the price? Right. No, for sure. But if you want to go somewhere where you're comfortable, where it's predominantly English speaking, and you're getting all the Western accommodations, right? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We live in a world now where everything is globalized. I think you can find most Western accommodations in most places. Yeah. Um, I think the only real issues that you'll face as a traveler is like food and language and cultural barriers. Food, food poisoning risks are very high when you're traveling. I don't know, man. I got an iron stomach, bro. That's not true. Everyone that went on your trip came back sick. I don't know about came back. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it took us a couple of days to like reset. Re- reset. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But we also stayed on a rural island for the last three days and didn't drink a lick of water. We were drinking only liquor. <laughs> so uh, I will neither confirm or deny the statement. So, yeah. Again, I do not condone alcoholism. <laughs> I don't encourage it either. Yeah. My actions are my own. And I'll do it again. <laughs> Happily. How I treat myself doesn't equate to how you treat me. My body, my temple. <laughs> Come pray with me. <laughs> On that note, folks, that has been our travel episode number one. Our travel episode, our first travel episode. 
hopefully we have more travel episodes. I kind of love talking about travel. Um, I can't wait to share about more trips that we take. And uh, hopefully uh, me and Suj get to, you know, do some more trips together. Absolutely. Yeah. Ciao. Ciao.